of a TikTok video featuring Israel's new ambassador to Canada, Ronen Hoffman. It shows him as he's walking around the snowy Lansdowne Park in Ottawa, which was all decorated out for Christmas, and you can see him trying his hand at throwing snowballs and trying to do some tobogganing. He wasn't wearing any winter boots, but he seems to be having fun for somebody who's only been in Canada for a few weeks. The newly arrived ambassador acknowledges he'll need some practice to master these new traditions. But Hoffman wanted to start his term off on the right foot, and that includes when he presented his credentials to Canada's Governor-General Mary Simon in December. She's Indigenous, as you know, the first to hold that job. And so the formal ceremony saw Hoffman wearing a special orange pin near the pins he wears with the flags of Israel and Canada, a symbol that strengthening ties with Canada's Indigenous people is one of Hoffman's priorities. Actually, his priority list is pretty long, and the top items include fighting anti-Semitism, countering the threat of global terrorism, and forging new trade and research and development ties between Israel and Canada. Plus, Hoffman is a hockey dad. The ambassador hopes to improve his hockey dad chops by watching games together, North American style. Of course I did it. I I went with him to Europe. You know, I accompanied him. um, And um, yeah, well, I know how it feels, uh, but uh, I still need some explanations of on, on the, you know, the, t- the teams and the, the, who is against, you know, who... I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, January the 4th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The post of Israel Ambassador to Canada has been vacant for two years, with the Chargé d'Affaires handling things until now. Ronan Hoffman was actually appointed in the summer, but between COVID messing up travel and the instability of Israeli politics until Naftali Bennett's new government was sworn in, Hoffman wasn't able to get here until Hanukkah. Hoffman is 58. He was born into an Israeli farming family in the Jezreel Valley. And although it is his first time as an ambassador, he's got a strong resume. He's been a member of the Knesset under Yair Lapid's party, Yesha Tid. He co-chaired the Canada-Israel Parliamentary Friendship Group. He was an aide to the late Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, and he's a PhD. He's lectured around the world and taught counter-terrorism studies. Coming up, Ambassador Hoffman will be here for his debut CJN Daily interview. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Rabbi Yael Splansky in Toronto, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Remember just before the break, we reported on how Indigo Books moved to pull all copies of a book called The Amazing Women of the Middle East off their shelves because the book contained an illustrated map that actually erased Israel. Now there's an update to this story out of England. The publisher of the book has now removed it from their own website in England after protests from a group called UK Lawyers for Israel, who said the book broke British education laws about political indoctrination in their teaching materials. The British lawyers suggest the publisher redo the book, add an accurate map, and also add somebody who's Israeli to the list. The book is still widely available at independent bookstores and libraries in Canada. Ambassador Ronan Hoffman joins us now from the Israeli Embassy in Ottawa. 
It's a pleasure to have you in Canada, uh, although you came at a really unfortunate time in COVID history. Uh, you know, we're locking down as just as you started to reach out and be here. It's, it must be very disappointing. Well, you know, I would have preferred to uh, be able to uh, meet people face to face and to be uh, moving from, uh, you know, um, one place to another. But I have to say that uh, I don't think it's going to make a real change, in, at least not in a mandate and in, in, in the goals that uh, I have here, um, because um, we're doing our, our work and I'm very happy to meet uh, people like our conversation now is an online conversation. Um, and uh, but it's still um, it's still nice and it's still, you know, we work with it's it's uh, uh, it's connection between people. And as long as we can communicate, um, even if we need to use some uh, technological platform that have been developed for it, uh, we're OK. Now, you were able before the Omicron arrived to have an in-person credential ceremony. Describe what it was like. Well, I have to say that it was uh, a very moving and a wonderful ceremony. Um, I came there with my uh, family, which is here with me, my partner and my son, and my team from the embassy. And um, it was it was a it was a great great ceremony, great great way to start, I would say. A, um, and and of course, meeting the governor general and and her spouse and and the people there was very um, was was very impressive and very moving. Did you wear or bring or do anything? Um, so around our our Canada Israel, can you see these uh, Canada and Israel flags here? So around it, we had a, 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 um, a kind of a solidarity for the indigenous, also uh, the, the the orange, uh, um, and, and it was um, it was just a little gesture, uh, and and I feel that uh, part of what I'm going to do here. I would like to educate myself more on the uh, First Nations communities here. Um, I believe and I feel that there is, um, you know, common ground for us to stand on, all of us, as uh, the Jewish people who, for us, the state of Israel is, in essence, a return of the Jewish people to our indigenous homeland. It would, it, you know, my goal is to build bridges of dialogue, cooperation, collaboration with communities. Uh, and we really wanted to um, to show that we care. All right, let's move on a little bit towards um, your agenda. You know, you're coming to Canada May, June, July, August, September, October, six months after the war between Hamas and Israel, where Canada, Jewish community, Canadian Jewish community experienced an unprecedented, perhaps historic since World War II level of anti-Semitism. I'm sure you're aware. What did you, were you, first of all, were you surprised when you heard about what the Canadian Jewish community was feeling? Um, and, and what is your mandate to deal with this here in Canada? So um, I, I can't say that I was surprised because uh, I'm part of my profession before I became an ambassador has been a, um, I, I've been a lecturer. And um, as a lecturer, I met uh, with many delegations from the Jewish communities um, of North America, including Canada, who came to Israel. And I heard um, a lot before the conflict in May 
um, about challenges and opportunities of the Jewish communities here vis-a-vis other communities and vis-a-vis either minorities and governments. And so um, I, I cannot say that uh, I was surprised. I'm aware of the, um, uh, of, of, uh, the anti-Semitism and the waves of anti-Semitism. And I agree with you that uh, that one around the conflict in May has been uh, a tremendous one, I would say, has been uh, very significant. We, uh, the Israelis, uh, are, um, are, are uh, you know, brothers and sisters and families. We all face the same, uh, the same, um, same kind of challenge. Uh, challenge in this respect. So, of course, uh, part of my, my mandate is to um, to work hand-in-hand uh, hand with uh, the head of uh, the leaders of the Jewish communities here and uh, try to find ways to combat it together. It's a big part of your mandate. I read some of it. What are, um, but it wasn't the number one. Um, your number one priority for your mandate is is to um, strengthen the relationship between Israel and Canada, which are very close relations, uh, very close friendship. And um, we shared, uh, and we still, you know, we, we have shared and we still share common values and common interests. And um, like Canada, Israel is committed to, uh, to uh, human rights, to uh, justice, to rule of law. We are liberal democracies. And as liberal democracies uh, committed and shared same uh, same values, we also have shared interests. For example, uh, to combat terrorism, global terrorism, to uh, help to create more stability um, in our areas, in our regions, uh, and uh, to uh, um, to work together vis-a-vis uh, -vis opportunities and challenges. On the other hand. So that is, I would say, uh, my uh, number one uh, goal here, to uh, continue and to strengthen those bilateral relations and close friendship that Israel has with Canada. Is there any particular, uh, I mean, we just finished re-upping the Canada-Israel free trade agreement was re-signed under Trudeau's last uh government, well, under the last government of Trudeau. So is there anything more to do, uh, more agreements to be signed? Or uh, Yes, but of course, the, 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 there's a lot to do. Look, Israel and Canada are working, closely working on uh, finalizing a, um, a research, research and development agreement, joint research and development agreement uh, to invest, uh, to mutually invest in uh, know-how, in uh, joint research projects, in uh, innovation. Uh, on uh, several uh, f in several fields such as uh, food tech, uh, health tech, tech um, again uh, environment, energy, climate, um, security. So uh, I, I think that uh, the focus should be on um, investing together in the know-how, and then of course. Um, Letting startups and 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 VCs and and you know the the, the industrial ecosystem to get to know each other and to uh, and to develop uh, ties and relations, but uh, the know-how, the research, uh, the cutting-edge research uh, in technologies, uh, innovation uh, is very important. And um, and yes, so we're working on it. And uh, I really, I'm I'm optimistic here. And this is again one of the high 
first, you know, high priorities of, on my agenda. You know, you, I, was, I was told to ask you about your son in hockey. So I'm asking you because that is like <laughs> a, a door opener to anybody in Canada. So why don't you tell us if you want, are you allowed? Will no, your son kill you? <laughs> well, he will kill me anyway, but I'm, t- I'm going to tell you. Uh, so um, my, my, I have three children. Eitan is my oldest, he's 26 now. Is a student at uh, Columbia University in in New York. My daughter Tamara is 24, and she's also a student at Columbia University in New York. And my little son uh, Tomer, who is four years old, is with, here with me. Um, Eitan, my oldest, uh, when he was a, in elementary school in Israel, uh, the the hockey, uh, you know, as a, just started to 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 be introduced in Israel by by uh, um, friends who immigrated from Russia, actually. Right. And uh, but since in Israel, there were no uh, arenas, ice arenas, there was there, at that time, there was only one in Metula. Absolutely. So they started with roller hockey. <laughs> so my son, Eitan, started uh, when he was at, uh, first grade, second grade, something like that. He started with ro- roller hockey, which was close to the real thing, but was not a real thing. Uh, and at some point, they started to build ice arenas for ice hockey. So he moved from the roller hockey to, to the ice hockey. By the time when he was 16 or 17, he was the captain of the um, uh, of Israel's na- youth national team. <laughs> and uh, and they were part of uh, the, the uh, hockey um, uh, Europe, in Europe, the, the league. And um, and they co- you know they competed there. And uh, at some point, they became uh, number two in Europe. Uh, so I was very proud then. Um, and now, of course, and he's in New York, I'm here, and hopefully uh, he would come here, we will go together to hockey games, and he will explain to me what it's all about. Because <laughs> that's another thing I, I need to learn. Wait, but if you were a hockey dad, you would know all this stuff, like going to the arenas with your you know, thermos of coffee and being cold. So what is the funnest, the, the funniest thing that's happened to you since you came as an ambassador to Canada. Okay, look, it's not that funny, but um, whenever I leave home, get into the, the, the car to, you know, to, to go somewhere, I'm still forgetting to take my coat. I'm still, you know, used to go out with uh, almost with, you know, just a t-shirt. Uh, but uh, it's it's it to, it takes me, you know, longer than I expected to get used to uh, be be ready to um, to the winter. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Susan LaPelle of the National Council of Jewish Women's High Branch in Toronto. And we'll end the episode with a sneak peek of a CJN-exclusive event that you won't want to miss. Rabbi Yael Splansky of Toronto's Holy Blossom Congregation is going to be interviewing Canadian author, journalist, and former Liberal Party leader, Professor Michael Ignatiev, about his new book. It's called On Consolation, and it's an exploration of advice on how we can console ourselves and each other during the anguish and uncertainty we're now living through. The video will be available shortly on the CJN YouTube channel and social media. I'm certain that many of our viewers, especially now, would like to be a greater source of consolation to the people they care about in their circles of family and friends. So after studying consolation as deeply as you have, what advice do you have 
for people who would like to be greater consolers? Be a better listener. Just be there. This is a book of about words, but I'm I'm very struck by how few words can make an enormous difference. Just registering, stopping what you're doing and attending to the fact that somebody around you is distressed, somebody around you is lonely, someone around you is frightened. 